good people of Los Angeles. Can you hear that? That's the sound of your friendly neighborhood GB. Not Great Britain, Ghetto Bird, where you at? We're in the backyard. We got the heart of LA Cycling Club in the mix, in the backyard, in person tonight. Vaccine shots are just flying across Los Angeles Yo. County right now. People are flying back into their social gatherings, uh. which we are gathering so happily in person tonight, drinking some of that good oolong, eating some of those tasty Peruvian chicken delicacies, drinking some of that henne, talking about what we're looking forward to this year, talking about how bicycles get ridden or get crashed on, and talking about promises that Josh Spice made on, <laughs> on the pod to go on a Heart of LA bicycle ride to Louise's father's taco shop we're gonna do that we're gonna make it happen Deach and louise are here you know them you know what they stand for you know how they roll you know what we're about we're so happy to be back in person if you can't hear it in my voice and hopefully you can see it in my smoking jacket <laughs> slam want to hit him with the warning ladies and gentlemen we're back in the backyard so you know there's the background noise that you guys are used to the ghetto birds flying your dogs are barking motorcycles and cars driving by beautiful evening in exposition park los angeles and as per usual if you're at work or around children somewhere you shouldn't be listening to profanity it's probably a good time to stop listening because the dirty boys are here you bitch ass <coughs> fucking God bless your soul. Bless Y'all know you. what the fuck going on. We back, baby. D, say something foul. Uh, Panesis. <laughs> FCFC. Pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite Korean Dicky. Slam. Dicky, Dicky, Dicky. Sitting across from me this evening. In person. In person. In the is backyard. the bearded one with his smoker jacket on. Smoker jacket, smoker jacket, smoker jacket, smoker jacket. And we have the sexy one, Josh Spice. Hot. Oh, that was it? Well, I thought there was more. No, I'm going to test that out. Oh, the French oh, hot. Hot? Hot. Hot? Hot. You know when he says hot? French. Montana. Right. Come on, dog. <laughs> All right. This is the first day back in the backyard, and it's starting off weird, oh. guys. We're rusty. <laughs> and we have some very special guests this evening. You know, the rolling thrifties. The rolling thrifties. <laughs> the bikey boys. The guys who started a revolution, because you know what? Fuck running. True. Yes. Why run when you can not run? Fuck running. Yeah, we rolling out here. The heart of LA Cycling Club is in the hey. backyard this evening. Hey, hey. hey. welcome, welcome. Cheers, cheers, and cheers, 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 cheers,
Thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here. Well, you know what? We're all about revolutionaries here in the backyard. And um, And honorees. And And you're an honoree. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys on fuck running and... (laughs) I'm also like on the part of like fuck cycling too. So, but like, it, yeah, we'll get there later. Sure. Oh, and also, sure. I'm like, I don't even really like running. I just happen to do it. So I'm with you guys too. I'm the same way. Well, fuck running. No, no, no. You don't plan no. your own hundred fucking. Yeah. It's okay, an yeah. accident. Grilled yeah. Luis. It's an accident. No, you have kids on accident. You don't run a hundred k on accident. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we. This is your first time in the backyard for both of y'all. But this is not the first time on the podcast for either of you. So. Deech, you can find his voice on Korean Mexican relations shotgun pod at Beer Garden. <laughs> Luis, you can find in our in our um, oral history of Guanajuato and our travels there, where um, we uh, Luis and I slept together in the same room. Oh, so jealous! That would have been me if I the was snorers. there. <laughs> we had a snoring room. I know that would have been there too. <laughs> that was a great house. It was a great house. There were rooms. There was the thing to hit your head on. Oh there my god! <laughs> every morning we woke up, someone new would bang their head against well, some new wall fixture. That view every day. I want to go back there. We gotta get a house again when we go back. I would. Dude, love that to. was that was some violent architecture. Yeah, like, oh, that was yeah. architecture out to Brutalist. get the user. It's <laughs> just brutal for tall people. Hell yeah! But yeah. welcome to the backyard, man. How does it feel? Uh, it feels it feels nice. I mean, I've been outdoor patioing for a while, so it's just just another, I guess, night. But tell us why we're special. But, but you guys are special <laughs> because this is the FCFC motherfucking pod. FSA, yeah. FSA. Oh, and shout out the new pod. Ever since uh, we had the new boys on, they booted one of their homies <laughs> and brought in a new guy. And a better teach. one. A better one. Yeah, the better looking one. I miss you, Phil. But yeah, Deech is part of the new pod now. Yeah. A lot has changed since COVID started. Yeah, there's nobody there to like pull in the reins on the sex jokes anymore because that's what Phil used to be there for. <laughs> so it's just like off the rails all the time. It's great. <laughs> but this is most definitely kind of like a friends and family podcast, right? Because we, for the last like in Zoom, we made it a mission where we're like, we're going to try and talk to new people because holy shit, like we have Zoom. No one wants to leave their house anyway. We're going to try and reach out to different people. So we've always kind of had this like awkward stutter to start it, but like y'all are straight up. Not only are you just homies, but the TSG brothers in here, yeah. part of LA and cycling club in here, which is another another kind of rung to this. And we have all the away days we're about to go on too. So there's all these things coming into one place, and it feels like this is kind of right down our alley. So I'm promising one of the best episodes of the year right now. The best episode Ooh. of all time. Oh, wow. oh of all time. I, I, mean, I think it already is. I mean, Dweez is actually sitting here in probably uh, $1,800 <laughs> smoking jacket of a velvet smoking jacket, and so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a night. I hope it wasn't that much. This jacket was given to me, and I'm happy to wear it. On the, on the night, which to me is a celebration, because as I was saying before we started recording, I don't think we've recorded an episode in person for five months. All I gotta say is the ROI on that fucking soccer ball you got, Benny, is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Benny Bronco you, ben. as he's recovering and yeah, giving me jackets you, that don't fit him. Stop walking and driving like you didn't just get in a fucking accident, dude. Relax a little. Damn. Damn. He's I'm driving. Wearing my, I'm wearing my Ben Sherman Harrington jacket, which is <laughs> hey, we'll do, we'll do a fit check hey, in a little bit, but it's alright. No, listen, but the point is, it's a celebration, bitches. Yeah. It's, yeah, a celebration, it's a celebration. Bitches. It is, man. I feel so happy. I got to see Josh and Sam a couple times in person in the last month with no masks on, and that was exciting enough. But now that I'm starting to see 
we're widening the circle. Yeah. People are getting their arms jabbed by needles that will lead us into the future of happiness. Fuck yeah, heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about vaccines. Yeah, I got Slim. mine yesterday. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this, it does. Don't fucking punch me. <laughs> Josh did. He pressed against it. What a dick. I'm yeah. always pressing you though. <laughs> but I think we should do. You know, this wouldn't be a normal FCFC episode if we didn't get into the favorite football, oldest football, best football moments, memories, magic. And uh, Louise, let's start with you. What's your oldest football memory? Football memory. Uh, I think it was the first World Cup I had here in America, which was ninety. Was what was it ninety eight? Was that the World Cup in 98? 94. 94. 94. No, what was after that? 98, right? It was 98 was 98 in France. 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 Yeah, but I'm talking about me living in America. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah the first World Cup where I first moved to the United States, uh, and I didn't realize people didn't like soccer here as much. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, it was no, it was 1998, I think, uh, in the World Cup in France. Mexico never wins, but I think it was when I was like, oh, shit, I'm an immigrant in the United States, and people don't like soccer here. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh. Maybe I gotta get into something else, and I found baseball. Well, actually, northern Mexico, where I'm from, baseball's really huge, so it's not that bad of a transition. Mm. Um, Easy jump. But you remember, you remember that there's no one like supporting, no one, no one out there kind of cheering. Like, how how did you realize, like, holy shit, there's no one who cares about this right like, now? Like, went to school, just like being stoked, and like, oh, that's like some beaner shit. I'm like, cool. <laughs> 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 like being told by other Mexicans who like grown up here, I'm like, oh fuck, I guess. Fresh over here. Yeah, yeah, it was like I think I used to call it the commie sport <laughs> before I started getting into it. You said that many times actually, even within our podcast, like commie sport. Yeah, commie and sport. I think that you actually are saying that as a term of endearment. Um, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Did I you? mean, it wasn't back then. <laughs> well, Luis is a commie, just by the way. True, true. He's our friendly neighborhood communist. Yeah, friendly neighborhood. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in good company already. Post 100 posts a day on Instagram. Dish, how about you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I never grew up really caring about soccer, but 2002, I think, Be the Reds era. Yep. That was like the one. I was in high school, and there was a lot of hot girls and Nuna that are around. Oh, yeah. Like, they used to love tie the I love these crop top like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Just. Yeah, that's, those, those are the first pictures that went viral for us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the golden age of Korean Nunas, I think. It was. Oh, it yeah. was. The Korean girl bands and, like, just Nunas in general. You know, when they had the streaks going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to do research on this, Lack but I don't know if we were called the Red right. Devils before <laughs> 02. Like, it's, I remember the Devil Horns really coming out when um, it, came, it came home to Korea. Yeah, I mean, because you know how Koreans are. Like, like we're, we're the land of fads, right? And, like, when the World Cup came to Korea, like, yeah, and we started doing well, like, yeah, every, yeah. everybody jumped on. Dude, like, out here, you could go to restaurants and it was, like, free sundubu whenever fucking Korea won. Free sundubu? Really? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. That's, that's, like, a, that's like a $10, $10 business. Right? Yeah, and I remember, mm-hmm. like, you know, this was my thing, the, the nostalgic thing about me during the 2002 World Cups was, like, you know, it was hella early in the morning. My parents would go to like the the morning prayer and on the way back, bring some breakfast jacks because they were ninety nine cents and you know Koreans love them deals at the fast food <laughs> spots. So like every every morning like Tuesday like on a school day, 
we're eating breakfast jacks, watching the World Cup, and then everyone's like, all the kids are in their be their Reds shirts at school and yeah, falling man. asleep in class. <laughs> man, O two, O two, O two, yeah, O two. That's the one that sticks out. It, it keeps coming up as, as, as super important. We I think we talked about it as being um, a gift and a curse, double-edged sword, right? Because we, we did so well, and now all of us have really unrealistic expectations of this. Mexico, I feel like, has a different expectation from their team. It, it's very much kind of stocked in losing a lot and losing very dramatically, so you expect heartbreak to happen. Like, Luis, do you feel like... Wait, are you the national team's Tottenham? Mm, no, I, I think Mexicans are more like we're here to have fun and get fucked up and just enjoy the moment. That's true. Uh, but you guys feel like you get screwed a lot, right? Like no era penal, all that <laughs> stuff, right? It's that that's kind of part of the, the narrative. Because of it being Mexican, I think we get screwed a lot. But so the soccer team doesn't really. And I mean, it's cool. Yeah, so I, I think we go in there and we have fun and we enjoy. And people love the fan base everywhere. I think the fan base has gone. Yeah, always welcome and it's always a party and. They really enjoy that, and I think like, you know, I think, I mean, we go there where anything can happen, and we get decently far, I think. Right, right. Uh, I think my favorite thing about, then this is an unpopular opinion in 2021, is my favorite thing about the Mexican national team and their fans is the abundance of just cursing and, and <laughs> that that's within their supporter culture, which you know, like we we stamped out. <clears throat> part of it but when I first went to like a, a Mexico national game out here like StubHub or whatever the fuck like <laughs> yeah just the amount of cursing that goes on in the yeah. supporter I loved it I was like it's great like we can't <laughs> say it anymore but like when I first went I was like it's tight <laughs> yeah Mexicans just love to fuck around yeah and it's like a I'm... well that's what Ray said when he talked about the World Cup in the episode that he was in was like Mexican fans, like, after a match, you'll never be able to tell if they won or if they lost by looking mm-hmm. at the fans. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> they're just going hard. Yeah, they're just That's going true. hard. That's like daily life or even out of soccer. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, like, in my... Like, they just... Mexican people just know how to, like, enjoy life. Yeah, have a good... Literally, good like, a fucking pack of Modelo and, like, like, they could just fucking throw their phone in a cup. <laughs> to make it a little Fire. louder, and they're they're partying. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a survey not that long ago where it said that uh, Hispanics are like the happiest out of every like race or something like that in uh, LA or California or something like that. I wonder but if it's their the music. <clears throat> I think it's their just, like, the food happy. and the food, the culture. Yeah. it's just what's po- like what's popular in like Korean like our parents' generation is like all the sad ass music. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got in touch with our sad music. boys. Yeah, when yeah. I used to be at a, I used to go to Cafe Bene on Wilshire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sad boy was, music. They always play those fucking Korean ballads. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I just feel it. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, like you can like yeah. literally see a girl walking into yeah. the ocean trying to kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like the same song. That's, that's all the music video backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die by walking into the ocean. Like, no, yeah, that's real. There's I think, more creative ways to no, die than that. If we're going Stop old, me, please. Okay. It's always the same playlist there. I'm like, down it hits. If we go on old SAT shit, what Mexicans are to joy or what Koreans are to fucking melodramatic fucking depression and pain all the time. Like, it's like we really hit like that opposite end of the spectrum yeah. for emotion. Well, I mean, we talked about it like back in, in the movie episodes or whatever, but like uh, Korean cinema, which is like our, you know, like huge now, like 
our main thing is like revenge for revenge for <laughs> it's okay buddy hey Kobe. It's okay, dude. Yeah, Mexicans do fireworks all year round. Yeah. Oh no, it's great. <laughs> and normally it starts around like Father's Day. Father's Day is, you know, like that's when they're starting to get the test runs off right before Fourth of July is getting going. But yeah, what were we even talking about? Before? We're talking about feelings and emotions and music oh, and revenge culture, form. bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. I think we need it all. I love the deep sadness and the deep joys. Why are you not drinking? If people are emoting, I'm for it. You know, even if it's even if it's pain or it's uh, sadness, I think it's I think it's fun. I think it if it can manifest itself in sport support, then that's great. And I think that for sure, I mean, my memories of the Mexican national team at World Cups that I've been to uh, is always just volume and intensity and hilarious ruckus. So you know. We need that, but I but I actually went to uh, I saw South Korea play Argentina in 2010, and there was a lot of organized intensity and passion and all that there too. So I don't know. I I think that there isn't a um, there isn't a lack between yeah. between Korean culture and Mexican culture mm. for yeah. in, in support for like letting those emotions out and letting them come out in the stands. You can't always say that like Mexican culture is all about rolling with the punches. I think we like a rolling with the punches kind of people like. Everything that comes out of what we do is being like, let's just roll with the punches. The music, the food, you know, it's yeah. all. We love it. Love it. It's food. always like we got fucked over, but let's just roll with it. And right, see right, what right. We make out of yeah. it. And Luis, I'm not sure if, because uh, I don't, you haven't been to a World Cup outside the country, correct? No. Gotcha. I but I got my green card. Shout out the green Years. card. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> when when we were talking to Ray, Ray Ray kind of made this point where um, the Koreans from mainland Korea actually had. Uh, we're kind of gatekeeping and we're a little exclusive to all the other Korean uh, diaspora, the Kyopos out there, right, who are not from Korea. And so when they'd be in like this small rural village in Brazil, like there was very much like, oh, you're wearing the same colors, but you're, you're from America or you're from Canada. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like, oh, you're not part of like the big, the big mothership here. Yeah. Do you feel like for, for Mexicans and Mexican supporters, do you feel like that's, um, that's less so, more so from like Mexicans who are from LA versus Mexicans from Mexico and Mexico City who are coming to support like Guadalajara or anything like that. I think there's like a, like like you were saying earlier, we joke around a lot, so it's like a joking resentment where like we make fun of it. But you saw it in Guanajuato, like we all, everybody was just welcoming and yeah, got drunk together. So it's, it was that was a really a weird moment for me because it was like here comes to diaspora, like a diaspora, which like the Mexican people are like the largest diaspora in the world, and like just. <laughs> Seeing that with like the people and, and taking over the bar together and playing the same music and jams, so it's like an aspect that you kind of keep that's kind of cool. But it, it's always like a joking. Even when I go to Mexico, they mm. like they're like you have an accent in English and in Spanish. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, this is I'm, I, have, I, I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like when I speak English, I have an accent, and then when I speak Spanish, I also have an accent. But it's, it's just I'm, it's where it's at. I mean, I remember at the Airbnb that um, Dweez, Luis, Luis and I were at, but I mean, when you got a view, bros want to talk and have a cigarette together. And I remember Luis, it was kind of a, it was kind of like an emotional moment for you to be back, one of the first trips back to Mexico since you got your green card. And like, you're there in kind of your, your, your mother country and you like with 
LA people like with me who's not even from LA right I'm, I'm coming from the East Coast and you like you found yourself there and you like what were what were the emotions going through your head man well, it's always cool like I, was, I think it's when I was a kid I remember a lot of this shit but what was cool is like that I have family there I don't remember so I had like these cousins that I haven't seen like in 20 yeah. years uh, and they were like working at a bar and they like stopped by and it was and it was a really cool experience yeah. whoa 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 we gotta slow down for a second <laughs> right? Luis is underselling what I would consider it's the top one, two, or three moments of that whole trip, I think, yeah. was yeah. being at that at that mezcal tasting. So his cousin, first of all, they were, I think, as shocked and excited to see Louise as he was to see them. And there was, like, a lot of, like, you know, familial love and, like, reunion vibes kind of going on. And then we had, how many of us were there? You think there was eight of us? Yeah, about lined right. Up on the bar? Sean, Ernie, Ush. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's, like, eight of us lined up on the bar. Like, you know, we just launch into the... L- the best explanation I've ever had of what mezcal is, and you know, you forget you forget twenty minutes in because you're toasted, but like they just, I mean, his family treated us like family, mm. right? And we we all got to like be in that that building was probably like my favorite one of the, my favorite ones we were in that just had like this great feeling to it, and I don't know, we had such a special time, and I think Louise 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 like kind of did it he undersold the experience to us too he's like i think like someone like you like you didn't even like reveal the whole like extent of what we were doing yeah, and so yeah. we were already all in there and already all sitting down he's like oh yeah this is my cousin like who i haven't seen you know in 20 years or whatever it was and that was pretty magical that's that was a, a great that was a great great moment i mean that's how it be right like just but yeah it was kind of funny because it was an, it, when Juan was not an anonymous cow spot right it's all in oaxaca so it's kind of funny to have that in that ex, in that place it was cool and on that note of away days, Deech, like uh, one of my, like Deech, me and you got to know each other as 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 Raider fans at Beer Garden. I think really, yes, sir. really, really got to know each other. You're yeah. a big NFL guy. You're an MLB guy. You're a Laker guy. Wait, is this Raider getting to know each other pre LAFC getting to know each other? Pre LAFC, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Deech is and I actually met in church as well. Is, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's like we we go we go back in a way that. Like we are, we had two strong bonds already, but the LAFC thing just like really kind of mm-hmm. fortified it. Mm-hmm. But one of the memories I have with you, man, that I'll treasure for the rest of my life is um, the stadium reopening in Portland, man. And I remember <laughs> when we knocked them off in their own house in their oh, opening, yeah. and the and the dance you were doing, oh bro, the, the exuberant what was joy. The dance? Tell us about the dance. <coughs> is this the shoulder thing? Is this? It was the shoulder thing. It was he, he had a bat motion involved. There's a lot of leg and hip I did shaking the too. Bella bat, the swinging, who just. Okay, so the NYCFC away day yeah. mixed with the well, into the was totally wrong. I was just, okay. yeah, yeah, I was yeah, so, yeah. I don't even remember. I was so drunk. I just <laughs> just danced. I and just danced, baby. Do. Yeah. And now, <laughs> now you come to us as a TSG events coordinator, yeah. man. Like, can you talk through, run through us some of your history from going from Raider fan and soccer hater to now like Ooh, soccer hater. Soccer hater. I didn't know, I didn't know if it was actual hate. Uh, I didn't know if there was vitriol. It was ignorance. It was ignorance. Okay, so it was like Sam. So it was like Sam. Dead to come a long way. But Sam never said this shit sucks or I hate it. Deech was actually like, "Oh, fuck that! I'm not into it." You know, like <laughs> yeah. it was. It was kind of on the ne- the negative. I part. was, yeah, I was not nice to people. Especially <laughs> <laughs> the one calling me a beaner. <clears throat> no, 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 oh my no, god! No, 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 no. Oh, I never did that. Ah, you fucked <laughs> up. Oh. That's right. Hit him Mexican on the back room, baby. Shit. No, um, you're ending a game in zero zero. How is that even a thing? Like, what it's the, f- what the fuck? Ninety minutes things. or ni- you know, hundred minutes, and then you don't score at all. And I would just did not like watching it back then. But I didn't have a team to support. But yeah, Korea is you know our national team, but it wasn't. I didn't I had no connection to it. You know, like there, my dad was fans of the national team, but 
was like, well, I don't know anybody that I don't really care. I'm playing basketball. Kobe is my idol. Mm-hmm. The Lakers, you know, Showtime, Magic. So, um, yeah, I was really, I was, I was different back then, for sure. I grew up a lot since then, I hope. As, as a young mm-hmm. man uh, in a part of the country that wasn't receptive to very many things at all, and who played football and loved the sport always from the beginning. Mm. Yeah, I remember there was a kid in my class in like third grade who called me gay boy, and I stabbed him with a pen in, <laughs> oh, in his forearm. Hell yeah. And um, I think that like it was really intense back then, you know? Like, yeah. Um, the epithets were flying, and the their things were, it was so problematic, but people really focused on soccer as like the sport to like yeah that was that was just common you know i think back then and i think that um for those of us who are now like watching the sport get popular it's both like exciting and cool to see it be embraced but i feel like there's always like gonna be a chip on the shoulder of american soccer fans who like were in it back in the day or whatever Mm, right uh, yeah yeah and um i i don't know i i think that if the game was embraced the way then that that it is now it obviously would have grown faster and we would be better at it and the mm. league would be better but hopefully the kids well, that are in school now stuff, yeah. hopefully the kids that are in school now they're like i don't know yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay to <laughs> it's okay to, to be fair to be fair i never attacked anyone it was just my friends they would post about it or say something of like uh, no. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, I, no no i know these didn't attack anyone yeah no i wouldn't yeah. i remember my gym teacher back in like middle school was like the football coach at the time would call the soccer players soccer bunnies and, I was like, <laughs> and like would be and then he'd say these things like yeah, I get it. If, like you're super passionate about it, like for like if you're a girl and you want to be yeah. like part well, of the girls team, that was part of it we, too. Right? You had Angel City FC. Shout out Lindsay and Rebellion '99. Last yeah. week we talked about our oldest memories of women's football, and I brought up my oldest memory of women's football was being told that my like that I was playing a girls' sport. Right. You know, and, and so I just I can't feel I can't help but feel like sad for those people who thought like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like what? you were so backwards. Yeah. The fact that you. First, you but Louise, equated with like weakness and, and but all that Louise, shit. when he was brought, bringing it up, how you like loved it, people were like encouraging you to get as far away from that sport as possible. Well, yeah, I was an immigrant trying to like not stand out in LA. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. So like you know when you're like straight from Mexico and you're like oh shit like I'm trying to adapt to this new place, I had to like figure out. And I think that's what I appreciate about LAFC because I was there right like I just followed the national team, and. I got, you know, I got far away from soccer for a long time. Only, like, the national team would come up, and that's all I did. But it was because of that reason. I was like, oh, shit, like, I don't want to stand out as an immigrant without papers in, 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 in America. So I had to, like, figure out how to, like, adapt to yeah. getting to know people and get to know sh- and deal with shit in this country. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I feel like, yeah, it is, it is the most American thing to, like, uni- unifiedly hate something. You don't Dude, really it was unifiedly <laughs> hated. I mean, I don't know that there's, like, That's many true. things that were as unified hated against as soccer was when I was a kid. And, you know, I don't know. Like, this is the first time we've ever really talked about this on the podcast. Because yeah. all, everyone that comes on, like, we all love the game and we yeah, all, like, are attracted to the game. But we've never really talked about, like, just how far it's come in terms of people being even receptive to it. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I mean, do you, do you remember hating on it when you were really young? Because you didn't, you weren't immediately drawn to this sport first, right? You f- you were first basketball, football, the other ones. Yeah, I was, and I was basketball and baseball first, and then, uh, but then the World Cup always kind of like, like it was looming. So like I knew like I was getting excited about that coming up, you mm. know. So 
I always had that as part of my memory, but that's interesting too. Like I, like my middle school, high school was like really like 90% white neighborhood. And they almost left the men's soccer team, the boys soccer team to be like, where like the small amount of ethnic kids could play. Yeah. And like, they sure. were, they're like, oh, it's a cultural thing, like for them. But like, if you actually were really athletic and you're white, then you play football or you play baseball. And that was kind of it. I remember you talking about Utah, like- You need to be athletic and play no damn baseball. That's, I mean, that's, but to be honest, hitting, hitting anything over 60 miles an hour Some is pretty, pretty terrifying. But I think it's it's crazy. I want to turn it to like, I'm always amazed by Dodger fandom over here. Like I t- tell the story all the time, but when I went to the all you can eat pavilion section on a Tuesday and I saw how many families were out there eating together and kicking it together, I'm like, oh, this is like not normal for the rest of the country. Yeah, like, not. like I remember it was lucky if like your dad took you off your day of work like I my friend's dad took me to my first game and so I think Dodger fans in LA take so much of that <clears throat> cultural Mexicanness or cultural Latinness to to the games and bring in this really beautiful culture but like I think for a lot of people who are baseball fans across the country it would be almost unrecognizable what a Dodger stadium feel, experience would feel like to the rest of the country and I feel like that's well the it, pavilion is just a different experience oh yeah altogether, sure. yeah. but also you could walk around the stadium most people do right yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, more freely now than before, but I think uh, I think it just yeah. I think that's why Dodger fans are also the most hated in the league because it's like a bunch of brown and black <laughs> families and people of color families just like enjoying baseball in the most ratchet and fun way possible. Yeah. Right. Which is, is it? Is it true? Are they the most hated in the in the like league? Do you one think, the, Josh? They're one of the because the reputation of just being like you know partiers and hard headed rowdy rowdy. Yeah, I think it comes with some of the best things of supporter culture, which is they travel well. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. make themselves fucking known in other away stadiums, yeah. which. Pe- like people who are like think they're intense but don't like do anything at the games. Fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst. Like I've seen people get punched at Yankee Stadium and like get popcorn porn on them, but like I like we all know that's like a regular occurrence, like mm. every inning at, at Dodger Stadium, right? It's part of the it's part of that. Vibe. I got spat on uh, by some little white kid in San Francisco during one of the games. Uh, Jesus Christ! Right? You got he spat on? Oh, because the Giants and Dodgers rivalry. So right, right, right. Yeah. And he like spat they on care me. Care more. Just, yeah. It was, <laughs> what a little shit! Yeah. I was like, you, good aim, you're lucky you're, in, you're, I was like, you're lucky you're in gentrified San Francisco. That's not true. Yeah, not Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah. nope. Well, shit. It's a lot of fireworks. First, though. first, first break. Get back into it. Let's run it. Back here with the homies for FCFC Pod here with Deech and Luis of Heart, a Heart yes, of LA Cycling Club. This is now the new famous segment, IDIG, where we go back in time <laughs> and we look at an old Instagram post <laughs> and uh, y'all hey, just tell you what the hell uh, y'all, y'all were thinking of. So uh, I'm not going to go too far back into your personal histories because Luis is on private still, I think. So this is from Heart of LA, LA Cycling Club. June 9th, 2020, in the midst of the pandy, y'all. And uh, it says, the caption reads, test ride with the homies and K9 crowd, K-Town to Santa Monica to Venice, to the bank to K-Town again, hashtag Heart of LA Cycling Club. I'll show you what you're looking at. I see some familiar faces. I see Ernie, I see David. Shadow was there. Shadow's first Shadow was there. Yeah. This was is uh, one, of, one of the larger runs y'all had earlier on. Um, can, you, can you walk us through what inspired not only this photo, but the, the cycling club in general? 
Yeah, I mean, like, I think that was a test, that was test right when we were testing how we would be writing, but it's oh, a yeah. learning experience. I think uh, it's not as a, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get people together, especially under a pandemic, and, like, navigate. So we did it with the friends first that we kind of, like, somehow been kind of seen, like, you know, as much as we can. Um, I think what inspired is just, like, you know, I saw all the other clubs popping up, and I'm like, oh, maybe I just... I'm yeah, I think you convinced me to get a bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Deej, you were not really a bike rider until the pandemic. No, I hadn't ridden a bike since I was a kid, but he was riding all the time. I'm like, yo, I'm so down to like go to one of these places. And then I was literally going insane at home, so I just went to like a local bike shop, and I found a bike for under 300 bucks. And yeah, it just saved, it literally saved my sanity. So Deej is one of those people that easy to convince to get into stuff. He might not be into it first. That's true. Like butt stuff, probably. No, <laughs> no not really. <laughs> but you can coerce me. It's like three shots of Hennessy. You're good. <coughs> I already took three, so who's going to coerce me? <laughs> As he looks around the table. <laughs> yeah, but um, it was like the best thing ever. It was yeah, so it was like, yeah, amazing. we should just start writing. Because it was like, I think I found it helping me. Um, just cause, like, I feel like cycling's one of those things where you just like, are just doing it and it just like feels good like it feels accomplished right like and you don't feel like a fuck i mean the first it's hard to get used to like teach will tell you like it's hard to build up like a like a muscle memory and a stamina. yeah your your ass hurts for like an entire weekend like maybe two weeks yeah your ass like the muscles that you <laughs> sit on the bike it, yeah. are so like specified that it like oh man that was one of the worst pain that i've had in a so talk to us about butt stuff, Deech. Um, those muscles. <laughs> those muscles. So I've never gotten past the first three days where, like, I'm fucking in pain after that. Are you telling me that your butt is eventually trained to that? Yeah. Do you yeah. Strength, the mu- the yeah. muscles are strengthened around that? The longer the ride, yes, because the first long ride the I did. The longer the ride. Yeah. <laughs> the more yeah. it hurts. <laughs> butt stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I took one. I forget which the ride it was, but it... It was a long one, and uh, the next morning my ass was running for like the next day. I mean, next week and a half. And um, but you get used to it, yeah, for sure. So do more butt stuff to get used to it. Okay. And then do it with more people, and it's more fun. <laughs> um, but, but you can go for a boy. lot longer. You can go for a lot longer. But it's even when I stop riding for like a month or two, and like the same same shit happens. You got to oh, get back into it. Yeah. And there's no there's no shortcut around no, the butt stuff. No. I mean, there's no special stuff, gel cardio. seat that you can buy. There's no training you can do at home. When you're not uh, on the bike, to you just gotta ride it. And you're on it, yeah, because you're you just on gotta the ride bike. It out. Yeah. I think, and I think people. Slim is enjoying that all time. He's just had this certain type of grin. I think people will have a hard time getting past that stage. Like they're like, oh shit, fuck that. Like, like, you know, it is, it is a different workout. I'm such a fucking child. All the immature shit going on through my head. But wait, so, but Louise, you've been, t- tell us about your relationship with bikes before this. So I, I've been riding for a decade now, almost like a little longer, uh, mm. yeah, like <coughs> 12 years. Um, and it's, on a, it's, you know, as, as, um, as, as LA's kind of like infrastructure is changing, like bikes are getting more acceptable, but I, like I've been in a couple accidents that I just been like, oh shit, like every time I get into an accident, it's always like head changing. Mm. So it's been like, you know, I've been doing it for, yeah, 12 years now and I, I had a pretty bad accident getting doored like three years in where um, were you I was, I was in the valley somewhere uh-huh. and then I started to figure out like and you know I issued a couple times and like every time I fall it's mentally like just have to come back to it but it's also where I'm at like mentally like 
you know, I got into bike stolen in, in, a, in, a, in a year and a half. So, like, coming back from that financially, it's always, like, yeah. So it's always shit that throws me off it, but it's always something I really enjoy, and like, I just I need to get back to as, as soon as I can because like and I help and I realize like they, especially during the <coughs> pandemic, I'm right like I have a bike that I used to go to work only. I, I, I was never like a workout bike dude. I was like I, I was like a strictly commuter. Mm. Like I get to work and home, and I used to go to and from places, but like never for like fun to ride. And I think I've barely started using the fun part and like how it's this weird community of like people who just like to just ride and like for different reasons and and some people just a lot of people find joy for the same reasons so like it's just cool to work your way to go to somewhere but yeah like i got I had to a bike accident twice in the pandemic so shit um <laughs> and it was it's always like yeah it's always like sucks you out but tell us about the accidents uh i think one one of those so one thing i've been always telling people when i start riding because i try to get people into it it's like your the most dangerous thing to do is to follow the rules of the road that, that bikes are given uh, because you expect that other cars will know those rules so like i've been in more accidents using a bike lane than just taking over a lane on the uh, side no but you just go in like you don't give a fuck you don't you just yeah like, fuck everybody else like you you make sure you watch where i'm going yeah so i, I think that's, that, that's the attitude i think i'd rather have because like and it, when we go i've been going with other cyclists who are, like been doing it for a bit lately uh, and they're like, yeah, that's always funny because there's always the most access they get is when I use this, the Seventh Street in downtown, because you're expecting people to understand your rules and they, they don't. All right, bro, but you're riding in the bike lane and then like slowly drifting off into the lane and you give a fuck about people behind you because you have your music lesson. Oh, yeah. I mean that's what the ride. That's what you. That's, 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 that's what that's though. That's yeah, it's new. It's new. It's like when I'm cruising. But, <laughs> Be so, safe, Luis. But, but the thing is, like the bigger the rides get, the more safer you could do that because it's more people taking over lanes, right? But um, for my whole, my whole philosophy has been like, all right, like. I, I'm, ex- I'm trusting people too much to know the rules of the bike, which most people I don't. So I, I'd rather just piss somebody off, and at least they see me. So I'd rather be like taking over a lane, and if you're honking at me mad, I'm like, cool, at least I know you're gonna see me. But most accidents happen when you're following the rules, right? and I think that's what I've been learning. Mm. And it's because we don't have a bike culture that, we don't have a car culture that adapts to bike culture yet anywhere. Maybe Denmark, I don't know. Or, I don't know where. Did you ride bikes as a kid? Uh, yeah, when I, when I was in Mexico, I used to ride bikes all the time around my neighborhood. And you loved it then? Yeah, so I mean, I think like bicycles represent like a sense of freedom as a kid, right? Yeah. Like you would see like those movies, <coughs> like Stand By Me and stuff, like, you know, kids are, like eight old movies, kids are just riding bikes into town or just doing random weird, it's kind of like a sense of freedom mm. to yeah, yourself. Yeah, it helps when your parents aren't going to be around to take you places. Yeah. Like, it's how we got around. Definitely represented freedom for kids. So, you, Slim, you can relate to this, the, the bicycle freedom. Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. Until okay. until driving age, about, or not quite that long. Uh, maybe a little before driving age. Maybe, I, I want to say up until middle school. Then it wasn't cool to, like, go meet up with some girls, like, pulling up on your bikes. Like, we... Damn. we we had Cerritos on wheels. <laughs> Cow. 25 cents to get you from wherever you are in Cerritos to the mall. Ah. That's nice. 25 cents. Yeah. A special bus? Yeah, I had to wear a helmet every time I got on. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, the... <laughs> not that bus, but, like, a city bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. A city bus. It was called Cerritos on wheels. Yeah. We called it, it was... 
cow. The cow and it had like black spots on it. Spicy. Because Cerritos was Dairyland. Were you? Were you? Uh, can you relate to this uh, childhood of no, biking? We, we said walk down fourth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's when I moved to the suburbs in Jersey for sure. Like that whole like fucking uh, all them eighties fucking what Stranger Things motherfucker universe. Like that existed, you know. Like I remember um, we'd be biking a football practice for a little bit too, right? That's that's a big thing. And then like I know like even for like what summer summer training camps in 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 like Green Bay and shit, they still like. The players ride bikes to the oh, field yeah. like it's like a beautiful slice of Americana from if you're from the fucking suburbs. But uh, yeah, it, it's <coughs> it's until we start driving at 16, right? And then then the bikes get ditched. Yeah, always. actually, when we were growing up in the beginning of our high school days, it was the the rollerblading and ice. I, I mean, skateboarding era, right? So yeah, we went from bikes to everyone jumped on rollerblades. They had those soap shoes that had the plastic, so you could grind with your shoes on. Wait, were you soaping? Hell no. Nah, were you soaping? I, I was not soaping. Were you soaping? I think soap was a more L.A. thing than it was a New York thing, no? Did you have soaps out there? No. Deech, were you soaping? No. Thank God that none of us were soaping and we don't have to live through that. Yeah. Because <laughs> soaping was not okay. Well, soaping is the same thing. <laughs> I can accept funny. a lot of things, but soaping <laughs> was not okay. <laughs> soaping is the same thing as the fucking kids with the he wheels on the back it. of their feet they now, eat. right? It's worse. Era. It's it, a lot worse. I don't know. I think the Heelys are worse. Okay. Bro, you're there's no mobile. way to look cool while you're healing. Like, you can Yeah, look- <laughs> which, is, which is to me better. At least they're embracing how bad that they no, look. We were like, they can't get away from cool it. Yeah. Dude, no, but Soaps was like, I can act like I'm a cool I can act like I'm a normal kid and then I'm going to go grind this rail. It's so stupid. Or what about this safety with these kids? I'm walking. No, I'm rolling. Uh, that's kind of cool. Wait, yeah, all right, just, all right. Look, they're yeah. the same. They're in the same category. Like we can agree with that. You know what? The coolest of the heel stuff and all that was I the LA, LA uh, gear lights. I had those. Yeah. I had Hell those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the There's lights no are tight. Life, man. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Um, wait, explain soaping to me. I don't think you I don't even know about it. Skater yeah. shoes, and in the mi- middle, it they was... weren't skater shoes. It's not like a DC, like uh, <laughs> they were. They were okay, you're right. They're the closest genre. thing to. Are they, yeah. Is there a brand Modified involved that no, we don't the, know? The brand was soaps. It's called soaps, and <laughs> it just had like this plastic <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah. So you could like do Grind. grinds on rails. Someone should do like a long investigative story Sick into how jump. soaps was born. I almost am. I'm almost sure that like whoever made it is like just a horrible person somehow. <laughs> like and they're like, you know what I mean? Like it just seems well, like mean, this idea. It's probably the guy who fucking invented Crocs. It might be, it might be in the same cat. I just, it just, it seemed like, it's like a cargo shorts move in a little way, like the zip off cargo shorts. It's like, it's like, I miss having more. It's buckets. like the people who want, who want something but not have to do the thing to get it. You know, it's like, it's like I want to like skateboard, but I don't actually want to have a skateboard. And it's like, wait, that's the whole point of skateboarding. No, 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 no. The whole point is like look cool on my shoes. It was just problematic, and, I, and I'm really, I'm really against. I mean, are tech decks problematic for you too? Then <laughs> tech decks are amazing. I had a tech deck skate park that I made out of cardboard Make up straws. Look up your mind, man. Cardboard straws. Cardboard and straws. I made a whole wow. skate park out of it. What I, a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! In the winters, we couldn't skate, so. Yeah. It's true. But your I, fingers I, could. You could always skate. Inside I was more of a rollerblade guy. Me and ro- skateboards didn't get along. Uh, you're a blader? No. Well, no, I, I wasn't really much of that either, but like it was what I preferred over. But I could bla- skateboard. But rollerblading was a lot cooler than fucking soaping. Oh, yeah. Soaping is the bottom. I think soaping is the yeah. bottom of all 
Well, that's, that's why Spice doesn't even know what the fuck it is. That's how West Coast it was. I would love to watch a video of like the advertisement for it. So yeah, it's, it's probably fun to YouTube. I never even thought. It's like, oh, my skateboard broke. Yes, what? Patreon still grinding. Oh my god, we went down the rabbit hole right now, yeah. but I want to know Deech's relationship to bicycles. So before you resume, resumed this, you know, modern heart of LA cycling club, Deech, like, did you ride bikes as a kid? Yeah, um, a lot actually. We would. I was, I was living in an, uh, kind of like a half house, so the neighbors were uh, Hispanic. I don't know what which like nationality, but. Um, we would build makeshift ramps, light them on fire with like lighter fluid, and jump on like on our shitty ass bikes. We Damn! Just, so you guys were fucking, you were going we after. We were it. just trying to. You're getting, you're we flying, flying. you're on jumps. We were like throwing rocks at each other, just like throw some rocks, jump, jump yeah, some, jump through some fire, some fire ramps. jumps. <laughs> That's pretty wild. He like low key had the wildest yeah. child. Walk to the, or drive to the, uh, right to the um, liquor store, twenty five cent Cheeto bags, you know. Yeah. Well, walk over to McDonald's, 29 cent hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. The good old days. You guys ever play with cap guns? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do on our BMX. <laughs> Drive by or ride by. What was the? Where were the fire ramps coming from? Did you watch like monster trucks or something like that? I don't even know. Probably like I mean, some it, old Evil Knievel shit. Yeah. yeah. Probably we probably learned about yeah, Evil Knievel from like fucking Married with Children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I right. feel like that's the he first time I heard him. about Evil Shout Knievel. Shout out to God, Elvis. <laughs> hey, honestly, sweet. watch that show now if you're easily offended. It's for real. And then I say to you, fuck you. <laughs> I don't even know how to watch that show either. I like, found out what a ho- the Howard Johnson Hulu. Hotel was. Motel no, no, before when we were kids, though. It was like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some weird time, I remember. Dude, I watch it now, and I'm like, holy shit, this shit is wild. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff in I watched a little bit of like Third Rock from the Sun. People Even there, suck. it's like holy shit! Like comedy was fun back in the day. Yeah, well, it used to be. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's funny because I grew up in Silmar, and like you know, Silmar's like next to the mountains. It's like mm. this weird town. It's like the, it's like the last place border of LA before you exit LA, LA City. Mm-hmm. Shout out, uh, to, shout out to Ray, hey. where Ray stay at in Silmar. Ray, Ray D Okay, yeah, I think yeah, I met Ray. Uh, yes, yeah, so I grew up in Silmar, and like. Part of the thing was that you like so close to the mountains, you used to just, like go make table banks with the bicycles and shit. In the in like you know, in the wash, there's a lot of washes over there, like next to the mountains. So I also I, mean, I was also biking there with my homies. And now you have twenty strong going down to Orange County for a hundred mile, hundred mile bikeathon back and forth. It's like, what's that? What's that feel like now that it's like you have some momentum? Wait, did you guys do that? No. Oh, it's oh. in the works. Y'all went to, didn't you go to San Pedro and like, oh, oh even they did. Put, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Me, Eric, Henry, Robinson. Was that when you almost died? No, I, no, actually, that's so weird. But no, we did like 86 miles only. Only. I wasn't there because I was, still my job. It was like midday. It was like Wednesday during the pandemic. Yeah. I was free like 8.30 a.m. until 4 o'clock. We'd go home, just K-Town to Redondo. San Pedro, Long Beach, and then back to Cape Town. Oh, God. So you guys are now enough. Enough's going on with this. Do we have multiple bikes that we use for multiple different uh, things? Are we all always, always riding the same bike to all these different rides? I ride the same bike. Same. But I think Henry. But we're learning yeah, as we're going that like we have to have, like, we're figuring shit out. So, I mean, it's, we haven't figured shit out fast enough because of the pandemic, and we don't even know how. But we're still trying to figure out, like, you know, people show like police cruisers or 
And I think everyone should have fun and but in a different capacity and what makes sense because like taking a beach cruiser on a twenty mile no, ride is not. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, not a blast. Nah. Yeah. And what about? I mean, are we hitting up into the trails yet? Are we going up into the mountains? Are we hitting the dirt? Or is some that people are. Yeah. I think like LA Cita sends us some videos of, of photos of him doing it. Yeah. yeah. That guy's a beast, man. Because that stuff's wild. Yeah. And we have it because we we're trying to figure out like just different multi. Some say like biking's different experiences, right? Yeah. But we're still trying to figure out what it stays like. Like, is it gonna be like an urban? Because mm. I mean, once you get into the bikes, I don't even have a bike uh, for the mountains. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is another expense. That just. Do you guys have go to a go to bike shop in LA that you wanted to shout out for the people who uh, want to get into more biking and want to right? learn uh, their way? I don't, yeah, Henry does have a shop. I don't. I've never been to it, so I don't. It's, but yeah. Yeah, Henry has a shop Henry in Chavez. there. Henry Chavez, yeah, he's he's a good dude. He's one. He's been biking also. He's all. He has like eight different bikes, and he has different utilities for each bike. So he's like super into it. Um, Club legend. Where's Henry his Chavez. bike? Where's his bike? Uh, or I mean, bike shop. It's somewhere. In, I gotta get back. It's somewhere in West Lake on Eighth, or maybe Pico. I gotta. I'm bad. Oh, it's by Alvarado and and Eighth or Pico or something. I forget. Um, but that's where he goes, and that's just like. It's a cool dude. He has like an old shop full of use. It looks, it's like super yeah, he's dope. A, he's supposed to be a good mechanic. Henry speaks very highly of him. So, but Dweez, yeah. are you are you getting the the jitters? Are you getting like you want to get on this? On, Josh, on the seat? you know me too well. Or it must be that we're in person. You can read. You can <laughs> read it on me. <laughs> I really am interested. You should definitely come out. Yeah, follow on us a, on Instagram, and then we'll we'll post rights or join our Slack. Let me put a caveat on this by okay. saying that. I'm fucking terrified of bikes and I'm extremely bad at riding bicycles and I've never been good at it ever since I was a kid I have horrible memories of learning how to ride a bike for all for all my life while all the other kids like you guys were just grabbing running grabbing your bikes and running thing I fucking would get my skateboard and take 30 extra minutes to get all the way there because I didn't want to ride a bicycle because I was so bad at it but bad how I just would fall a lot, and it just I felt uncomfortable on two wheels. And I you needed. Were pedaling fast enough? Or? I just wasn't good, you know. I just wasn't good as a kid on a bike, and then I it got worse. Heard that. I'm really bad at bikes, and so I've always been terrified, especially of like real mountain biking. This is a story where football and biking intersect. Uh, I don't think I'm tooting my own horn. Where I was, I was the best player on my high school team. I fucking balled on this pitch. I blaze at the shit. I don't. I'm not gonna. All three. All three of those two students. You know. Yeah. So, (laughs) no. I I was, I was a good player, and uh, I still am. I still play. But for training, we had several different things we would do. You know, going into the season, you go for this long run, which I didn't like running, um, but I was fine at. And then one year we did this big mountain bike. And I was like, oh great, I have to borrow a bicycle because I don't even have one. And so in high school, here's the team captain riding down the bike, uh, riding down this mountain bike thing and all the other kids are going, well, yeah, here we go. They're like riding down this, this challenging mountain bike trail. I kid you not, not, first of all, I fell over my handlebars three times, up and over the handlebars, almost like ruined my season. Shit. I finished an hour after the last person going yeah. down. Going down. Because it was so difficult for me to ride. Right. Wow. So the coach was w- uh, remaining by himself at the end to like put the bike in the truck and we'll drive back the rest of the way to the school because that's how bad I was at riding bicycles. 
That's you know what as as a purely uh, audio, audio medium, we forget that Dweez is actually very athletic, in in both footy and in both running a hundred mile races. That's so why it makes I'm no like, sense. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, it should you should have the inner ear balance and yeah, coordination you, to do that. But some, there's something there's a block there, dude. Next and thing. it's been it's been the fear and the bane of my existence in my life. I mean, when I was living in Medellin, they had this awesome. Uh, the city had this awesome bike program, a free bike program where you just go get, you know, with your with your Metro card, you can get like a bike rental thing. You can rent them. And every time I would rent one of those bikes, I would just be fucking terrified, like riding the bikes around the city, just trying to get from one place to another, trying to enjoy it. Like, <laughs> you know, just like constant fear. So um, I haven't owned a yet? bicycle since I was first of all, I've never purchased one myself. I probably got the one I had when I was like 10 years old. I remember falling on it a lot and really never riding it again. And so, yeah, I bikes bikes and dweez have never got along. But, and here's where I'll ask you guys to humor me, there's a great divide. Uh-huh. There's a great divide in, in many of the ex- extreme sports, we call them. Skiers and snowboarders don't get along. Skaters and rollerbladers don't get along. Bikers and runners traditionally do not get along there's right? beef but there's a great there's a great union happening in the city of los angeles <laughs> right now and uh shout out to my cousin the dirty boy adam talon who i wrote, ran the hundred with he is a biker and he's a runner and he does both of them extremely well and loves both of them and he, he doesn't understand how the two the two sides don't get along it's like they're a lot more similar than they realize you know yeah. so i told him i was like i'll be a guinea pig and i'll and i'll cross over to the running or to the biking side even as someone who can't bike or feel like I have no business biking. And uh, I'm really excited for this journey. And Just of course, seeing seeing you guys on Heart of LA cycling club shit, I want to come all the time. Coming, but it's a I don't have a bike, bike yet, so but that's, that's got to be step one. Things like it's all about the right, getting the right bike, you know, like it's all about getting the right. You do, you I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be going gear, after a man. straggler. Have you guys ever heard of a straggler? Yes. <laughs> I, that's, I've been told to go after a straggler. Oh, oh, what's that mean? Bike, what's that uh, mean? A bike, yeah. A bike it's, bike's called the straggler. Really? Yeah, so it's a straggler. My cousin my cousin clued me in on the straggler, so I'm supposed to go after the straggler first. Do you want to start? Come come with me. No. I'm I'm so bad Josh, at biking. No, but the bike Dude, you rode was not a good bike to Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just heard my whole story about biking, how bad I am. You yeah. can't like look at me and tell me that like I'm somehow gonna be better Every at you at biking. I, I'm so bad with peer pressure, so I wanna say yes, but like I'm Please also yes. like <laughs> this is so painful. You know what? We're here at FCFC Pod here at uh with the leaders of Heart, a- Heart of uh, LA Cycling And Club. you're about to commit to coming <laughs> with us? No, I want to hear from these great men, these okay. two great men. Oh, thank you, Josh. That we have a, we have a project in front of you here. This is the, the grilled dweez right in front of you right here. I think it would be how, great. How, how, give him some words of advice, some encouragement. For all of, this is the man on who behalf wants to get on of all, seat. Yeah, on behalf of all the other bike-interested-but-fearful uh, people what do you have to tell them about riding in the city a man who's gone head first over his handlebars three, three times. times on one ride i've done that, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done that. I, I, you know, I have so many weird bikes fall stories and i think about a shit you know like, give, give him a word of give him a word of life give speak some life in here uh it's about getting the right stuff and just finding the comfort and i know a lot of people are really scared because la is scary because cars are when you first started riding you were like Third Street, fuck this. Dude, this <laughs> ticket on Sunset at like 5 p.m. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? It's a bike on Sunset, but Third Street. Hilarious. But, but, and Third Street too, yeah. but it was, a, it was a great learning experience for sure. That's like throwing you in the fire, but that was... I mean, like, I'm, I'm already thinking like just take me to the 
to the Frogtown bike path on but the LA the River. On the LA River. Let's just go there. Yeah, just go there. I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's just go there. Is the Fourth Street route really chill, which I really love? Frogtown Brewery is really good too. The Fourth Street route is all the way to La Brea. It's nice. Oh, that's nice. You go through the nice houses. I usually do that when I'm like stressed out. I'm like, I'm just going to go pedal and go to La Brea and come back. It's like a whole bike lane. The freedom. The freedom is back, man. But also, it's K Town, right? So, like, come to K Town if you've never been. We'll ride from there, and then after we'll go eat. That sounds so terrifying. Food. Riding a bike in K Town specifically oh, yeah. sounds so terrifying. But like, you get to eat K Town food after it. So. And drink. Yeah. And I'm, celebrate. Y'all, y'all just don't bike when you stop at a destination at a checkpoint. You drink and you eat something, right? This yeah. is kind of part of the communal atmosphere, right? That's part of why people keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. What What are some of the top <laughs> hits that you've seen from uh from from bike? <laughs> yeah. I like a pun uh, hits. Now the thing is, we're trying to figure it out because like we do get drunk and we, we, we I mean we it's, we're soccer fans riding bicycles and so we go to a spot we drink and then we ride back, which is really fun when you have a crew and it happens. But oh, let Deej talk about. Yeah, dude, give me. Give me <laughs> I mean, if I'm this bad at riding a bike sober, I'm already gonna I'm gonna take at least three, four, five good rides before I'm gonna have my first beer. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can like go out on your own and like just try, but I don't. I think you should just come with it. Like, we have a community behind you, bro. Like, yeah, that's true. We we'll, we got you, you man. Yeah, support you. Yeah. Got to find a bike. Training wheels you. aren't that embarrassing. No. I seen somebody with an adult. I seen an adult the other day using them. They got better wheels now, so it's yeah. like more friendly. Yeah. Sam, will you ride bicycles with us? Will you commit on the FCFC, FCFC podcast to an FCFC ride with the boys? Ooh, FCFC over. And on that note, we're going to take our second <laughs> break and be back with some tea time with Dweez. Oh, fuck yeah. Tea time with Dweez. Tea time with Back in the backyard for real. I am pouring up our first steep of the hundred year old tree honey orchid fragrance Phoenix Oolong. That's right. You know, we had to do Phoenix Oolong. We're rising Ooh. from the acid. Shout out to the girl, Eman at T Habitat. Come on, go in you. there. She, on the she did tell me a couple times that people came in. She's like, Yeah, they like. We're like <laughs> soccer fans, and they like came in here and they mentioned your podcast. I was like, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what the fuck it is. You know you what go it to is. Vibes. You go to this prestigious uh, tea shop, or yeah. So, Emen is from southeastern China. She, I believe, moved to the U.S. when she was like ten, and she specializes in this very specific type of oolong tea called Phoenix oolong, which has a bunch of different. Basically, they call them fragrances, but it's almost as if they're different teas. Like, it's not, it's almost, they're the same varietal of oolong, but they're, like, totally different just based on where they grow. Um, And she, every year, gets about, I don't know, (coughs) I would say between 10 and 15 different types of that one type of oolong. It's like, it's like going to a brewery and they have, like, 15 types of one type of IPA. Only one type of IPA, like because there's probably a bunch of different types of IPA. It's like they have 15 double IPAs, mm-hmm. but they're all very different, and so of the same origin. Uh, exactly. Okay. So, 
so she kind of is like an expert in that and she has other teas too she gets really great fresh green teas from china every spring and she um has like poor tea and some other ones but she like definitely if you ask her she's like this is the only tea she drinks right um but she's also like really cool and chill and like just a funny lady that doesn't take life too seriously despite how much she like knows about something that's like neurotic and takes a lot of like willpower to learn about i think um so slim and josh will show you guys how to uh uh we'll show you guys how to flip these over but basically these are taiwanese oolong tasting cups for those listening to the pod they'll know that i picked these up at the rose bowl flea market the whole set was five dollars shout out to benny thrifts and what you'll do is yeah you'll you'll flip them over and then take off the upper cup and that's your your um smelling cup yeah your what's the word i'm looking for aroma cup mm. wait my silver fill is that normal no it's, it's no, not it gonna overflow. overflow you think it Just will but it, it won't off. it did overflow but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's not normal then oh yeah cool. is that a, i had some growth today. I, I taste that hundred years, you know what I mean? <laughs> and a little bit of orchid right there, you know? Yeah. I, smell, I smell the musk. Um, I had a girl just asked me today if I oh, went to the nice. I went to the uh, Rose Bowl flea market. So she went, girl, what am I? Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> what am I? I feel like you could find what you're into at the Rose Bowl. I, Some Karl Marx one of ones originals. <laughs> I think everyone can <laughs> find what they're looking for at the Rose Bowl flea market. Well, she asked me if I wanted to go with her. I was like, yeah, I guess. Random person? What's his neighbor? Oh. She was asking today. She's like, you want to, you want to come screw uh, Whoa. uh like a, like a thing on my wall. I'm like, what kind of wall is it? Like a cement wall? I, like, I don't know. I just flesh wall. She, she's like, I, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like, you need a drill. I'm like, New bud. <laughs> yeah. You need a drill. I have a drill for you. If you, yeah, I, mean, I, can, no. I can, I can, I can lend you it for Thank a bit. Yeah, that was probably points in some way in life. Yeah. I feel like that's a new pickup. Didn't you ask me to borrow a drill at one point? I did. I did, I did, I did also ask Joe if I could borrow a drill. But I just, I feel like I can't even, if I'm going that far to do something, I just can't. That's where I leave. <laughs> <laughs> the despair Jesus. in your voice. It's like, it's like I had to be able to get a drill for my homie. To, uh, it's worth it, man. Sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it is. So I want to talk about all the things that are cooking up all the things that are brewing we're we're recording this in april here in about two weeks two and a half weeks we're gonna have no 10 days we're gonna have a lafc opening match at the bank of california stadium against the old yeti masters of um austin texas and i'm just curious to know you know we're there you know the bulk of us back here have had at least one of our vaccination shots Life's getting back to normal, and um, I want to hear. We we talked a little bit about this on another episode that we may or may not release all the way into the world at some point. Ooh. But uh, I want to hear what everyone's looking forward to now that things are coming back. And what does twenty twenty one look like? You know, we we rediscovered ourselves in some ways uh, with the Heart of LA Cycling Club in twenty twenty. We found our way back onto the bicycle, so to speak. I'm going to try bicycling in 2021. Yeah, you heard yourself? it here. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's coming back right away, but I'm looking forward to tailgating the most. Yeah. I think that's where, you know, it's, it, 
Yeah. I mean, the pregame, in some ways, has more meaning yeah. to our community than, than the actual, like, you know, match. So, tailgating, making our rounds. Um, shout out Mo. I'll miss him making his rounds. Um, yeah, tailgates are the best. How are we gonna hang? Oh yeah, we're a. We're, we're gonna be so yeah. shitty. We're dead. I can't even imagine how disgusting we're all gonna look and feel like the day tailgates go. Who remembers uh, Cinco de Mayo? Oh. It was a Saturday. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It was the loudest we've ever been for two minutes of the opening uh, opening kick, and then we were the fucking uh, ch- fucking church. It was so quiet, dude. It was incredible. Well, yeah, I mean, how does? And yeah, looking back, and we got to like a nine ten. Yeah, yeah. We we like literally five. it was 12 hour days and more. I don't know if I'm ready. Like, for some of us, more Sam, you went home earlier because you were responsible, <laughs> but some of us would keep going. Oh, yeah, you guys would keep going. Like, yeah, me after the match, like, I don't even want to fucking talk to you guys. Yeah. Don't dap me up. Like, I'm trying to go don't home. Dap me up. <laughs> the fields. Yeah, oh, fuck no. all that, I man. See Julio fall down the stairs. Oh, no. <laughs> Julio's fallen down a lot of stairs. He's, he's, he's a tank, though. He's like a tank. He's, like, he's, he's a juggernaut, bro. Yeah, he's big old small. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, see, he's shit on the rails. Tailgates, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, and the tailgates are like, oh my damn, how do we get to like a 10 and then drank till 5 and then and then get and, and then set up till, till 7 and drank till 7. And yeah, yeah. Just I remember looking down the rolls and having like rolls of beer just like down every aisle that we got for like $4. And then that We're all stocking ha- up. Yeah, and then yeah. that happening, and then like coming out, going to the fields for like two more hours, and getting more beers. Like, yeah, that's insane. Yep. I Pretty mean, generous. yeah. It's, what do you guys think? You guys are gonna miss, or you guys are looking forward to most? I think, like you said, tailgates, man. It's just the community. Wow. Everyone's there. It's like a Sunday lunch. You know, you just meet family and friends that believe in a cause, believe in the team, and are about the city. You know. Yeah, spice like coming man. straight from church to yeah, yeah. To food and beers. drinks, spra- breaking bread with family. <laughs> yeah, man, breaking bread with the Lord and coming. Do you bread. do you guys still go to the same church? No, not anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but um, know that I was praying for 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 an LSU victory and praying for each and every one of y'all while I was at church. So. And then Josh <laughs> leaves and all of his church members pray for him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we have this thing in Christendom called we we cover each other. That's what that is. Yeah, it's covering. It's good covering. Oh man, I love that. I always miss like, I miss like you know because me and Sasu and Eric, they're part of PSG. We had like this whole bus solidarity or, cause, you know we were at the once kind of before you and I became kind of close to We're the ones that we like live in that region of Koreatown the most. Uh-huh. So it's always like always three of us sticking together. Yeah. So it's just like Drinking somehow. So like taking the the metro there and and with Sasu and Eric and having beers in the metro and then like figuring out how we get home but we always get home together <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the taco truck all drunk yeah uh, and just like we're just fucked up but I, but yes that that is part of the tailgate experience because I always like let's get to the tailgate but Sasu will always be late like no I'll be there 20 <laughs> minutes fool. 20 minutes <laughs> like 20 minutes from the two, two hours I mean it's like well before everybody you know, tailgates were awesome. Yeah, man. the tailgates were yeah. So it's part of the tailgate experience. I miss, I miss showing up to the tailgate when everybody's already sh- drunk as fuck. So I'm, like, I'm an hour late or two because of these. That's food. a good demire. We were fucked up. Oh Shout out to uh, Christian and Gil of Cuervos. They gave me a little yeah. clay shot glass on necklace. Uh, I have uh, a necklace. <laughs> 
I was just feeding everybody. I think I have a video with that. Yeah. We, I mean, away days, of course, yeah. but I, like. We got to be back in our house, Yeah, man. yeah, you know I, think, I think that's the next next thing we get excited about. I think Christmas people are more streaming. focused on getting back home first. Um, yeah. How about non-football related? I'm excited for how horny everyone's going to be. <laughs> Yo, people going to come out these gates Thursday. swinging. Thursday. <laughs> it's going to be 1990s all over. Wait, am I, am I, are we, is this four, are these four single men sitting with me right now? Yeah. No. Three yeah, and a half, no. two? Two. Two and a half, man. Two okay. and a half. <laughs> Three and a half, man. Two and a half. We're not going to tell, we're not going to reveal who is what. Uh, but yeah, so half of the team's available. Uh, if you're listening, come and take your swings. Oh, he'll find you. Luis, how about you, man? What are you What are you looking forward to? Let's just talk. I don't yeah. honestly. The the rest of the world can can go fucking kick rocks. Let's talk about footy. Kick rocks. Let's go talk about. LAFC. Oh, we're gonna talk about footy. No, no. Let's just talk about. Let's, let's talk about our our, our little uh, our footy home, man. What everything that's involved. What What are you looking forward to? As someone who's had to wander and be on be on call for most of this mm. this stuff. Yeah. So. As most of our listeners who uh, listen to Season Pass as well are aware, you know, I covered LAFC for the first two seasons as a reporter, and I would often have to, like, write about the game, so I'd have to run up and do the press conferences, run up, say what up, that kind of thing, and only had a a game off every once in a while. Um, I'm really, I was really looking forward to 2020 being the season I got to actually hang out with my, my family, my boys, my people, my yeah. brother, my cousin, my TSG family after being able to join in earnest now that I had stepped down from MLS. But um, I'm very much still looking forward to that in 2021, not having to write about, you know, the happenings of the sport and getting to more, you know, fully enjoy the culture and enjoy my people which i i've always has always been the reason that i you know follow this club and was drawn to this but you know i will say that like i just like fucking love this sport man i just love this sport and i i didn't get reminded of it until this last week when i got to play for the first time in like 18 months and like you also won kid of the day huh i i mean hopefully yeah hopefully they'll they'll award me kid of the day honors uh that's what they told me when i was there so i was feeling myself feeling myself when i was there but shout out to saturday's football and the the pickup that they offer i often forget just how much i love to play and um (coughs) yeah it's like Running was is my like adult interest kind of you know like I didn't care about it when I was a kid I didn't like you couldn't bother with that shit, and getting out and playing on the field is like it's like feeling like a kid all over again. And I think when I get really into the game, whether I'm in the stands or whether I'm like watching on TV and like losing my mind like a maniac, that same feeling of like being a kid comes back, and uh, that playfulness and just like you know there's a lot of shit to like I think we all have had enough in 2020 things that are painful and you have to deal with about life that are realities and um we're gonna have to deal with those one way or another but if for 90 minutes a little bit more a little bit after with the tailgate and the post party you get to forget about that and you get to enjoy your friends and you get to have good laughs and you get to make memories then you know what else do we need and and i think that i count myself lucky to have loved this sport as long as i've loved it have played it as long as i've played it but also love like the spectating part and the culture part. I feel like yeah. I'm like a total football lover. Like I, 
I've always loved it. I, it's always been my favorite thing. It was always my favorite sport, and it's always been the one I enjoy playing. And it's also like the thing that connected me to the rest of the world. So it's like the best, and LAFC is the best. And to have it in our city and to feel constantly like I have to pinch myself that it exists is is the only time it's really lapsed was during this like weird year period where like we weren't there wasn't always games and there weren't always a chance for us to even record together and yeah just being able to be here right now in person is already like a fucking victory to me so shout out to the people who made the fucking vaccines it took a year holy shit it took a year we're fucking vaccinated can that's we not record. talk about that's how tight record. that is that's world record can we not tight talk about how tight that is you you hear people like talk about the bad vaccine and bad you hear people talking about like it gives you a reaction to that yo these fucking Scientists created a vaccine in one fourth of the time that normally has ever taken in the fast vaccine history, and it's working. It's working for pregnant women. It's working for fucking kids for the most part. Like it's working, and we're gonna get out of this pandemic this yes, quickly. Yes, like sir. that's the best news of all time. Yeah. Shout out to fucking science. <laughs> we thought it was gonna take two weeks when we first shut down. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I didn't. And I, the fact I, that people are impatient, they're like, "Oh my god, it's been a whole year," but it's like, dude, it's only been a year. When I this didn't. shit could have been worse. I thought it was going to take longer than a co- year. But Same. I was strapping in for what they told us. Four years. Yeah. You know? I was like, fuck that. Yeah, I remember um, it was just Easter Sunday, and I remember last Easter Sunday last year we was the projected date when public uh, buildings would be open again and all that shit from our... our oh, how it was just going to go away? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. For a holy day, <laughs> it's it just going to go away. away. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in the grind of it, you get used to the work, right? But when you don't have that to look forward to or to, to look to as a habit, people don't want to give their time for anything, right? We're taking care of ourselves. And to see that we're all pitching in to do something for, um, yeah, to do something for, for all of LAFC is, is going to be something beautiful, man. I think being in that stadium with our masks on, the limited amount of us there, and to see a TFO go up is going to be a really beautiful sight, dude. Yes, sir. Cannot It'll be good to see everybody, for sure. Um, even in the current state of affairs, like that's a huge part of LAFC right? or 3252 at least. Just that community of people coming together to paint something that it means more than yeah. you, know, you can explain. And um, that's us doing the rounds, man, in, in, in all regards, right? It's like us showing love to each and every different SG that's there, uniting under one thing. And um, we saw so much of the bad, as you said, right? In, in 2020, I'm. And I think the bad, there's a lot of bad that's going to still remain, right? We have to work out a lot of our own, our own shit and our own drama. But at the end of the day, we've all committed to something that's bigger than ourselves, and that's this club that we fucking love. And um, that's going to be a really beautiful sight in, in some kind of symbolic fashion to see it go up 100 foot into the sky. The first TIFO. The first TIFO. TIFOs are back, yo. TIFOs it's not going to... It's not going to be some CGI printed right on, onto, onto the thing. It's not going to be just one cover for all of the stands. Like, there's going to be human life it, it, inside it the bank. It ain't going to be a sticker on a, on a Captain America shield. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to our, our friends at the Philly Union for that shit, right? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're taking that shield back this year. Should have just waited. Should have just waited, those yeah. fuckers. Or no, they should just paid Express. That's what you should have done. <laughs> You have the money. You can just have somebody fly over yeah. somebody to just pick it up. Just one. Jeez. Just fly somebody to pick it up and carry it yeah. on the fucking that's what, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> Man. Yeah. MLS is really slacking, I guess. So. so, one thing we've started to do on this podcast towards the end is uh, recommendations. FCFC recommends. We usually hit, hit a little recommendation here 
for the people could be a restaurant could be a film could be a <coughs> new album could be a uh, special bike route perhaps for all my biking homies out there could be a nft could be a cryptocurrency maybe you should uh, check out <laughs> any anything goes uh spice are you ready with the recommendation for this week you have one off top Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll let oh, yeah. I'll let everyone. You have one? Yeah, let's okay. go. Um, pay for and watch Boogie, Eddie Wong's directorial debut. Um, Eddie Eddie's kind of one of my heroes for a long time. I, I've talked about it that he's uh, he was the one solitary Asian voice uh, amidst the gap of nothingness for a long time for representation. And um, there's there's plenty of detractors and haters, and I think he's just kind of done it his own way. And Boogie is just a really really awesome slice of life of New York City Asian kids and I think for the first time in a long time um, it's a movie made for Asian Americans first it's a movie about their experience it's a movie about their history and um, it doesn't pull any punches when it comes to understanding violence at home <coughs> versus like relationship troubles versus trying to understand your place in the new country and I think um, Boogie is yeah fuck the fuck the Rotten Tomato score and all that like watch it support it we need more voices like Eddie's in the world um, to, to, to try something. And if that's one of the things, keep fucking writing, keep singing, do whatever you want. Like we, uh, we need more people out there sharing their own unique point of view. So watch Boogie. It's available everywhere. It's in theaters and you can buy it on like Google Play and Amazon shit. Boogie, Eddie Huang, Reed, Double Cup Love, and uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Those are his books. Incredible. I've read them both. They're both they're both worth the read. Slim Coda. I don't have one yet. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> Deech, do you have a recommendation for people to check out? I do, Something? yes. Yeah? Uh, the NFL season is upon us. Or not really, Oof. but it's coming. There's a lot of draft trading and all this commotion going on for the NFL. So, uh, Raider Nation, I need you guys to come out to Beer Garden because that's the home. Um, definitely shout out to Beer Garden. LA in Koreatown on Western. They are our house, right? We basically our watch our Raiders games every Sunday, um, sometimes Thursday. So right, right. Yeah. Dong, Dong will make fun of you, but he'll he'll show the game. Yeah, no. He's a Panthers fan. Yeah, he, he can. Yeah. yeah, it's just. Hey, we should do a, a little NFL draft watch party if we can Ooh, at Beer Garden. Live draft. Yeah. Perhaps? Ooh, a live draft thing. I like that a lot. Yeah. Actually. A cross. Pod slash TSG. I love that. Slash we whatever. got a bunch of NFL heads in TSG and then across the 3252. So, yeah. yeah, if anyone's listening and wants to watch the draft with some homies, I know we got some you. Steelers fans out there. And some Green lots Bay of fans. Steelers fans out there. Yeah, lots, lots of Green Bay fans out there. Luis, how about you? You got a record? Could be anything. Could be, Could be anything. anything. Uh, Could be butt stuff. What's your re- <laughs> <Dead> <laughs> truck. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I got Star Trek. Uh, Shit, sorry. My Star Trek, it's right there by the T-Fold. We're getting the T-Fold with the Koi one. It's on brand for Intel. Oh, no. we'll, we'll cut that out. <laughs> My bad, I, I set you up. Just don't say the location. Yeah, just don't say uh, where the T-Fold is painted. Oh. Oh. One, two, three. <laughs> it's my dad's truck right there on uh, Telfair and Brantford if you're in the valley or around that area. Um, nice. 
So Sell it to us a little bit. Why, why, is, it, why is it special? What's yeah, it Siete Machos. Uh, my dad is just like me. Very goofy, cool guy. <laughs> we look exactly the same, people say. Uh, and he has really good shrimp tacos that I would highly recommend. Ooh, amazing. Is that the go-to? Shrimp tacos and the carne tacos are good. Mm-hmm. But also the ceviche is good. And he's, it's, it's kind of a marisco shop. The but fish is good too. Fish tacos are bomb. But shrimp tacos, some of the best. And I'm going to say that because it's my dad. Like, I'm is he is he out there every day? He's there every day except Wednesday. But I'm trying to work him to leave his spot to come to like more of the topics. Uh-huh. And he's learning how to when I'm teaching him how to because he's, he's an immigrant from you know different background. So is he there in the evenings? Or uh, he's there from uh, he's there from ten to five. Ten to five. Six. Yeah. Ten to six. Okay. But every day but Wednesday. Yes. Not Saturdays and Sundays. Yes, Saturdays and Sundays. Every oh, day yeah. but Wednesday. Yeah, this man needs another day off. Get this man to take another day off. Huh? He needs another day off. He needs I know, he does, he does, he does. You should help me work at the truck so I can eat stuff and help you cook. I mean, no, yeah. We should do We should do bike rides. To, that's where I want to go for my first bike ride. We're riding your dad's. Yeah, we can do that. I, I, I actually rolled back on myself from his truck the other day, but I usually go to North Hollywood and I ride from North Hollywood there. How long? Um, from North Hollywood there, it's like a 35 minute ride, so it's easy, but you take the train together. But I. Took the Kawenga Barham Pass to Hollywood to Korea time by myself. This last time I went, I took like an hour and 25 minutes. One uh, way. One way. So two hours. Yeah, so it's like. Um, Easy like, three? Uh, Easy three? Easy three. So yeah, so let's can, do it. You could do the train right there and then ride to the truck and then ride back to the truck, but I, I do recommend, um, yeah, fit. Uh, and then uh, I've gotten some people from the 3252 in there and they all loved it. Um, and it's been cool, yeah. So Eric my my pal spot, and yeah, I'm gonna be there hopefully moving in soon, helping out more often. Yeah. As yeah. I do as a son. Slam, you ready? He needs a second longer. I've just been thinking about like what I've been doing this past week, and it's like I haven't done anything new. I'm like watching like shit like South Park. <laughs> I'm still playing some Apex Legends. It's because I'm not in my car as much. I, I watch my podcasts on YouTube now. Um, shit. Uh, go take a walk and soak some sun up. I don't know. That's <laughs> all I do. Soak some sun. I, walk, I, I walk my fucking Damn. dog every day. Like <laughs> Wear sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, wear sunscreen, moisturize. Um, I'm sorry, have you been podcasting for over two, two and a half years, or is this... Uh, yeah, man, I don't know what's Are you speaking as Sam, the civilian, or Sam, president of TSG, or, or Sam... Yeah. Which you know Sam what, Dweez, go first. I'm going to think All right, more. keep yeah. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> we it's got Sam good, set. Sam. <laughs> it's got to be good, Sam. My recommendation is as obvious as it can be. I don't care if you've never played, you've always played, or you're still playing. Go out and play football, man. It's so fun. I can't tell you how fun it was. Do the Saturdays football play free. They play on Thursday mornings in Glassell Park at 8 a.m. What time was I there? 9 a.m. And um, if you follow their Instagram, we're going to be doing a... uh, Patreon, Patreon, a Patreon, exclusive. a Patreon exclusive uh, <laughs> visit to the Saturday's Football Cathedral shop opening up here sometime this month in April. We will be having a private shopping day at Saturday's Football Cathedral with our patrons and our. By patrons. the time this comes out, that might have already happened. We don't really know. We're kind of winging it, but uh, ask us about it if you'd like. 
And the Saturday's football people are dope, man. I, I met them all, got a chance to hang out with them. There's some crazy kit action. But it's, when they say play free, the best part is not the fact that it's free, not the fact that they have donuts there. Both of those things are true. But, like, people are super chill about it. Like, you don't need to be a baller to play there. You don't need to be any type of anything. You can go, you play, you kind of, they're forming 5v5 sides as you get there. So it's, like, super easy to to sort of integrate and play i didn't know a single person it was the most disorienting experience because to be in a pandemic for a year to only see people you know every day for a year and then to suddenly be around 30 strangers never met a single person there in my life and for everyone to be amazing and like really nice and just there for the right reasons and excited about playing i can't recommend going enough like if you just have even that slightest inkling to want to kick a ball uh just go play with Saturday's football any dude i anyone yeah. What time? They it's uh they've been doing 9 a.m. pickups at Glassell Park, but follow their Instagram. I think this Friday's changed, but they're also trying to start multiple ones at different places in the city. So for all I know, it could expand by the time. Uh, and I know they're doing it in other cities as well, it's in like Dallas and a few others. I know that Matt, our guest, Matt Davis, is uh, trying to expand that. And he's a really big believer in, like, not having to pay to play the sport we love. So, yeah. Huge recommendation. Couldn't recommend it more. I, I, that was one of the best times I've had in a long time. All right. I'm just going to shout out my friend's uh, wing spot, Inglewood. I'm sure I've talked about it on the pod before, but I had it this week. I don't think you've talked about it on the pod before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The wing spot? Yeah. Yeah. Wings to go. In oh, Inglewood. yeah. Wings to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best fucking lemon pepper and all wings comes with some fried rice a little, little bacon and egg mm. on top wings Damn. to go get your wings what's to the go. best side side there fried rice oh not even the fries itself just fried rice I just, I just go wings fried rice with uh, with the fried egg on top mm. and then if I'm feeling frisky I'll throw some bacon in there fried mm. rice they got like katsu sandwich and stuff too oh hell yeah um, burgers and mac and cheese and all that, but uh, some Korean boys from Georgia, you know. That's there what it they is. Do. All wings and fried rice. That's the thing out there. JJ's uh, grocery store is right by there. He goes there pretty often. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. And hopefully we're on in Atlanta in August, and we can get some lemon pepper wings and see some boobies. Shout out if you want to do the Atlanta away day because I'm trying to do the Atlanta away day. You know yay, what I mean? Yay. And on that note. This has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. We love you. We miss you. We can't wait to be back. Catch you back at the bank. Catch you at a tailgate. Catch you at an away match. Y'all know what it is. FCFC Barbecue coming soon. Bye. Oh.